Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am the Jeff Green to Ken's Larry David. Today we are going to be talking about a few news and notes around the league, but we're also then going to launch into who's on the hot seat. Players, coaches, GMs should be a downright riveting conversation. So stick around, check us out on Twitter. We'll get to all that in a bit. So, Ken, first of all, welcome back to the studio. Thank you. I know not, that you, not much has changed in here. No, no, uh, no. There's no. some new cobwebs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that you didn't miss me. I did. Oh, well, this comes as a complete and utter surprise to me, okay. but I, I'm sure that you missed these chairs. These are the most comfortable chairs they you are could ever chairs. possibly yeah. podcast yeah. on yeah, lumbar absolutely. support. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's better than sitting on the ones that are now the mic stand. Our desks. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> This is this is an advertisement for preparation age. <laughs> this seat right here, it's like, or or for those like those like donuts those, those would donut not stay on the where seat. You sit on where you, where you, yeah, because your bum is too sore. Yeah, I'm going to move your mic. So what? Okay. Yeah. There we go. Uh oh. <laughs> and now and you then just failed at my own. Yeah. Well, you know, I I uh, okay. I, I aim to please here at the right. at the hockey unfiltered studio. Um. We got a lot to talk about. All yeah, right. Because we haven't we haven't been together for a while. It's well, been two well, weeks we, since we've done a podcast, and it's been like two months since we've We've done an in an in studio one. Yeah. So yeah, we've, the, we've prepared the Grand a, Bend studio we got a got a lot of work this summer. Yeah. So we've prepared a lot of stuff that we can only do in person. We're gonna start with an arm wrestle. Yeah. And then and then uh, And then we're gonna do a fight club. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about that, Ken. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. Um well, do you want to just start off with uh, some of the signings? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. you're gonna. Okay. You're gonna. Okay. <laughs> um, that's like, uh, you know, when, with my daughter, you know, and like, I'm like, do you want to start off with your salad? And she's just like, no. Like, why did I give you a choice? You're gonna. <laughs> that's not very democratic. No, parenting doesn't tend to be very democratic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's it's sort of a. I used to refer to my daughter as the despot because she'd just be like in her high chair, like dictating how the rest of the world would operate around her. You know, yeah, uh, kind of a tyrant, if you will. I've seen her. I I've seen her, and she's got. She's certainly got a uh, a will and mind of her own. There's no question about that. Yeah, some kids march to the beat of their own drum. She has made and designed the drum. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah, which I like. Okay. So let's start off with the one in Montreal that everybody's been waiting for because we got to talk about God's team. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. People love love hearing me talk about Montreal. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, check out kencampbell.substack.com for all of Ken's excellent writing. Check out at Hockey No Filter on Twitter. Check out Ken underscore Campbell 27 on Twitter and check out underscore Dylan Waugh also on Twitter. Those are the, those are the big ones, right? Yep. And don't forget to leave a leave a review for this podcast yep. and, and yeah, all of that good stuff. So which speaking of which I've been writing a uh, a series of basically grading all of the uh, forwards for the Montreal Canadiens from last year. OK, I made like a stats model and I put them all in that grade and then I wrote articles about every single one of them. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty, it's yeah. it's riveting stuff. But I, I bring that up to say that um, there were a few delays with the editing and stuff like that that led to it coming out now. And I've had people uh, angrily um, interact with me saying, well, this is useless coming out now. And uh, And I say that to say, if you start pulling at the thread in sports journalism of what's useful and what's useless, yeah. it's why is it useless? We're going to be com- left with no sweater. Well, why is it useless coming out now? Like it would have been better a month ago when nobody cared about hockey and everybody was at their cottage. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, anyways, right. I just thought it was funny. Okay. So, so let's get let's get to our our useless information. Mm-hmm. Is uh, what I was driving at here. Kirby Doc signs four years, three point six two five. Basically, exactly what. Uh, Elliot Friedman said he was going to do yeah. the day before. Almost like he's a plugged-in fella. Almost. Yeah. yeah. And Eric Engel said the same thing. Uh, tell me what you think about that contract. Uh, I don't mind the contract. I, I I was on the record as not liking the trade at all. Yeah. I, st- I still don't like the trade. I don't like that they traded Sergeyev for a first and then flipped that first to get Kirby Doc. Romanov. Why do I keep saying I, yeah, because I'm going to get those other, guys, I'm gonna get those guys mixed up, yeah, I'm gonna get those guys mixed up yeah. for the rest of their careers. <laughs> like it's like it's like it was like Adrian Plavzik and Adrian somebody else I would get mixed up all right. the time. Uh, so anyways, I don't like I didn't like the trade. I don't like the trade. I don't think it's a good trade. Yeah, I, I don't think Kirby Doc right now. Like I think the jury is very, very, very much still out on him yeah he's got to he's got to impose himself more on the game he's got to start winning more face-offs yeah he's got to be more consistent he's got to stay healthy all those things that said you know for a guy of that that's who's probably going to be starting out as your third maybe hopefully you, you hope he moves into the second line center spot uh that's not bad that's not bad yeah that's, i mean that's he, decent that's not outrageous money for him yeah. Uh, and it's not outrageous term either, you know? He can only outperform that. Like, it'd be very difficult for him to not outperform that contract. Okay. Well, but I'm just saying that if you if if all things being equal, 3.5 million, if that's your fourth line center even. Yeah. That's not... Yeah. You'd go, wow, it's a tad overpaid as your fourth line center, but you're not, you know, you're not sitting there saying, he's ruined the team. Right. You know, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. What I think is interesting, and because we talked about uh, before how we want to uh, tie everything in together, is um, when you relate that to the Tage Thompson contract and the idea that's been kind of floating about how bridge deals are done. Yeah. And, you know, guys are getting one good year and, and a payday. Now, obviously, Kirby Doc has not had that good year. He hasn't had any good years. No, he's had zero good years, yeah, yeah, but he's also yeah. played on Calgary. 
Uh, Chica- uh, Chicago. Chicago, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Anything west of Young Street to me is is <laughs> who knows who knows what's going on. Do they even speak English over there? Yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. good, good. Glad to know it. Um, so I thought that it was interesting because, uh, you know, it's just it's it's a bridge deal in a time where we're not seeing bridge deals, even with guys that have underperformed, we see teams try to lock them up like Jesperi Kakanyemi at a team-friendly rate for the foreseeable yeah, future. Yeah, but I mean, Kakanyemi, that contract is an outlier because it was it was the offer sheet, right? And then and then they followed that, right? Up, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's interesting with the with the Tage Thompson one, right? He has one good year, like albeit an outstanding year, like I, like a, seven a, a years gr- by seven. A great year, he gets yeah. seven point seven, seven times seven point one. Josh Norris has a good year, gets seven, like basically eight times eight. Yeah. Um. Robert Robert Thomas has you know a a really good year, and then a couple of decent years, and he gets eight times eight, a little yeah. more than eight times eight. So that seems to be the going rate for a top six center coming off of his entry level, who's had one, one, basically one good year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you, we, we talked about this before and I think we both said, I feel a lot more comfortable giving Tage Thompson seven times seven than I do giving Nazem Kadri seven times seven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this contract will not age badly. This Tage Thompson contract, it won't age badly. Yeah. You know, unless he unless he just had one great year and that's all he's got left. I don't think that's the case. Seems I mean, I, I watched Buffalo play a lot and he was Why? I'm just kidding. Cuz I like <laughs> I I like I like to see a lot of their young players. Yeah, yeah, and, no, of course. And and I think and I and I really, you know, I really believe that he was a very very impactful player. It wasn't just a case of a guy putting up good numbers on a bad team which mm-hmm. sometimes you really have to watch out for. Yeah. Um, you know, he was an impact player. He obviously has a great relationship with Don Granado, the coach, um, who's brought out a lot of great things in him. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, like if you're not going to, if you're not going to sign your young talent that you gave up so much to get mm-hmm. after they've proven that they can do it at least for one year, then what are you doing? You know, because yeah. then, then you get into this three-year contract and then the kid's 26. And then now you're looking at the 26, 27-year-old who's going to want the seven, eight-year deal. Max term, and, yeah. and then, and then that, those are the ones that end up looking really, really bad at the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I've always thought, you know, get these, like the really good kids, get them through entry level as soon as you can, sign them to that long-year deal or long-term deal. Yeah, yeah. And then you have them till they're, you know, whatever, 29. Yeah. And then you worry about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that there's definitely part of this decision-making is the fact of what they gave up to get Tage Thompson leads them to basically say, like, we are standing by that decision. And it's not it's not to say that it's a bad thing that they're doubling down on that decision. See, but it's but it's easy to double down on it because the kid delivered. You right. Know? Yeah. Like no, it's I'm not, not. It's not like they're sitting there going, "Yeah, well, we're paying him for you know for whatever potential we see in him." No, we're paying him because he's a point of game player right now. Yeah. And those and the going rate for point of game players is and he's large. eight times eight and yeah he's not he's tall. He's not large at all. Well, okay, fair he's enough. He's very, very skinny, yeah. actually. And 
Um, you know, I think the feeling is, is that, you know, a, a, a guy's prime years are 23, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, you talk about outperforming this contract for the first three or four years of their, this deal. There's yeah. a very good chance that he could outperform this contract. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that in contrast to, let's say, like, to your point about signing those long-term deals just when the guy is up for UFA years. Yeah. Look no further than Buffalo and Jeff Skinner. Right. 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 For, right. you know, a situation where he had a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say, like, he he had a, a very solid track record in the NHL. Like, right. it's not, yep. you know, let's, yep. let's, let's not throw him under the bus here. Has never, ever, once... Has no idea what a playoff game looks like. Has never played in one ever. Yeah. That's, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. He seems like the kind of, no, he had a bad year last year, but so. No, no, he had a, he had a bounce back. Oh, sorry. Two years ago. Two years ago. He had a terrible year, but he bounced yeah. back actually he bounced quite, back quite nicely last much, year. Much uh, thanks to his uh, chemistry on ice with the aforementioned. Tage Thompson. Well, and the fact that he got to play with decent players, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, but like that contract, giving him that amount of that term, that money, you know what I mean? At his age, to your point, just lock him up now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've, I've always been of that, of that, uh, because I mean, what's, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is he doesn't play quite as well as he did in that one year, but chances are he's gonna, he's going to like, yeah. there, there's a, there's like a, an infinitely better chance that yeah. Tage Thompson is going to have a better year right. next yeah. year than he had last year than Nazem Kadri. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 I, I don't even think you can measure how many, how, how many times more infinite it is. Well, of course you can't cause it's infinite, but, yeah. but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, to me, I mean, if you're going to give the money to guys, like I'd be giving them to the, to the younger guys that have come off entry level and have, and, and have at least shown something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes, when it comes to Tage Thompson, I, uh, I agree with you. Give him, you know, give him the money. Uh, you know, the same thing was with, uh, Nick Suzuki. The same thing is probably going to happen with Jack with Hughes. It happened with Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes it yeah. happened. And, you know, I mean, Jack Hughes for, as great as he is, really struggled. Yeah. He really struggled for the first couple of years of his career. Yeah. Really struggled. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, why don't, why don't we then, because we've been juxtaposing it with the, uh, Nazem Kadri deal a lot. Let's, let's anyways, talk a little the, bit the about The takeaway that. is mama, let your sons grow up to be top six centers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, have, quick- a, have a good year in their entry level and then they're set. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that was brought up on, uh, Friedman brought up on 32 Thoughts, or maybe Merrick brought it up, but it, I liked the point a lot, which was like, you know, for um, for for agents talking to their players now who have struggled on their entry-level contracts, they can basically say, look, man, you just need one good year, yeah. and you can cash in. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care that you struggled last year. I don't care that you struggled the year before. This year... This is your year. If you're, if in year three, you want to make 50 million which, bucks, which typically, which typically is the, is like for most players is the path that they, you know, yeah. that they, you know, I mean, happened come in well, happened to a lot of guys. Yeah. Takes two or three years. And then usually in year three or four, sometimes. Yeah. You get that breakout. 
to your point as well about uh, about value, and I guess one of the guys that sort of created the mold for this would be considered like yeah. Austin Matthews, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, now I'm not a huge like I'm a stats guy, as you know, and lots of people know, but I'm not a huge subscriber into the ability to look at advanced analytics to um, as like the be all and end all for like what the value of a contract is. Right. But every year, I think it's Jay fresh hockey puts out like best value contracts in the league. And Austin Matthews is always at the top of that. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Yeah. I, I, I was, would say, yeah. See my, my guess would have been Connor McDavid because I firmly believe Connor McDavid is the most underpaid player in the NHL. It's, it's so funny that with guys that are of that ilk, like you just, you can't overpay them. It doesn't exist. Well, no, because, <laughs> because you can't, because you can't, you can't overpay them. Right, like like Connor could Connor McDavid could have gotten up to fifteen, and he said, "Well, I mean, if I take fifteen, then there's nothing left for anybody else, and I got nobody to play with, right?" Yeah, yeah. So he said, "I'm taking twelve and a half, but, but I mean, in 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 terms of salary escalation, yeah, I mean, Peter Forsberg made more than most of the best players make in the NHL now. Like it's gone right. down for yeah. for superstar players. Yeah, their value's gone down." Yeah. You know, and it and it's because of the, the it's because of the, the cap, works, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. But 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 I mean, you know, in every other sport, you know, you see the star players. Like if Connor yeah. McDavid was in the NFL, he'd be making if he was a baseball player, he'd be making 60 million dollars a year. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> the fool. so the rule here now is mama let your kids to not grow up to be a hockey player yeah go to baseball go to basketball go to and if if you do get them to go to baseball just get them to throw with their left hand right from the beginning right from the beginning doesn't matter what handedness they are so let's talk a little bit about the nazim kadri contract because it goes into a larger thing of (laughs) the flames it's been an interesting year to say the least. You do have uh, an article about the flames on kencampbell.substack.com yeah, about Brad. A while ago, eh? yeah. It was about a week and a half. We haven't spoken mm-hmm. since then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Anyways. And uh, Brad true living and the way that he kind of pulled this year out of the sewer, right? Lose, lose Johnny Gaudreau, lose Matthew Kachuk, replace them with lose Sean. Monahan. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. Oh no, not Sean Monahan too. <laughs> Oh, what's this? Future considerations? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, every day of the week. <laughs> uh I've I've actually on a side note to that, I've I've really enjoyed seeing how uh Habs fans on Twitter have been slotting Sean Monaghan into the lineup. You know? Yeah. Fairly high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like this is either a testament to fans, you know, overvaluing their own players or or how bad the depth chart is on Montreal compared right. to Calgary. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be one of the two things. Could but be both. Could be probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sean Monahan. No, not Sean Monahan. <laughs> you got me thinking about it. Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri signs with the Calgary Flames. And I think what's interesting about the Flames right now is they are probably weaker on the wings than they were. You bring an Uberdo to replace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you lose a, you lose, you lose, a, you lose two, two of the four wingers. best wingers in the league. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But then you bring in possibly the best winger in the whole league. Uberdo. Yeah. Okay. The, the thing, the thing that yeah. I can't, I can't keep the, the thing about that trade. I think I mentioned it before is that I keep on thinking of is the fact that Matthew Kachuk is one year removed from having a brain bleed over having a puck flipped at him by uh, Jake Muzzin. Yeah, but there's a thing called maturity, <laughs> you know? I have yet to experience it. Have you? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, but we're talking about Nazem Kadri. No, I'm talking. You want to talk about maturity? I'm talking about Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you, we've, we've, you mentioned Nazem Kadri. Right. I mean, oh yeah, there's, your, there's your poster boy, right? Yeah, there's there your poster it. boy for a guy that's yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that uh, is that when we're talking about which team got the better winger compared to Kachuk versus Uberdo, right now my money's all on Uberdo. Is it? Eh? Yeah, yeah, 100 yeah. percent because he's got. He's got several years of consistent high performance. Kachuk has been up and down, but he's he's also but, much younger. Yeah, and and he's he's been up and down, but like he's going this way. Yes, <laughs> he's really going this way. Yes, yes, and they say that the best time to buy stocks is when they're really <laughs> peaked out. <laughs> well, I think I think I mean I would rather have Matthew Kachuk. Than Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. Uh, because of the age, because of the impact, because of the, the, what Kachuk can bring. I mean, and sometimes that can be distracting mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be counterproductive. Yeah. Whereas Huberto is never any of those things. Yeah. Um, but I do think if you're looking at who's going to be better next year, uh, Florida or Calgary, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going with Calgary. Yeah. And you know what? It's got less to do, way less to do with Jonathan Uberto and Nazem Kadri than it does with defense and goaltending, which is what wins, right? McKenzie I, I mean, there's, there's and... no, there's no, there's no blue line in the league that's as deep and as good as Calgary's. Yeah. There isn't. There just isn't. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Uyghur and Tanov as your second pair. Yeah. You know, you've got uh, Hannafin and, and uh, Anderson as your first pair, and Shillington and who am I thinking? Who's their sixth? Who's their sixth D? Anyways, yeah. I mean, Shillington are you was a, me? Shillington was a middle pair guy last yeah. year, yeah, like, and he gets kidding? bumped down to the bottom pair. And, and like, then you know, Markstrom, if he if he plays like he's played the last couple of years, yeah, th- that's where they're gonna. That's where this team is gonna win. Yeah. That's what is going to be the difference maker for this team. Yeah. Not, not as much. I mean, you're plugging players back in that you had before, right? So you're, so you haven't lost anything at forward or maybe you've lost a little bit, but not that much. But I mean, to me, um, you know, the Calgary flames have an elite defense core, elite, elite, elite. Yeah. And the Florida Panthers are an Aaron Eckblad injury away from not making the playoffs. Yeah. With that defense core. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So to yeah. me, that's, to me, that's the big difference here. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you there. Um, obviously the grit that they lost in Kachuk, they get that back in spades with, uh, with Nazem Kadri. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, but the thing that's interesting is that they're also now deeper down the middle than they were last year. Right. Sure. Because you had Lindholm and then like, you know, yeah. did you have, did you have a guy that, would be a second line center on 20 yeah. team or, or yeah. let's say 10 teams. So in the now league. you've got, now you've got Lindholm with probably Uberto and Toffoli yeah. as your top line. Then you've got Kadri. That's a pretty good top Kadri line. Kadri with Mangiapane and um, help me out here. Kadri with Mangiapane. Probably a, and, at that point, probably a, a, a rolling cast of characters. Oh to be no, honest. Uh, probably Blake Coleman. Probably Blake Coleman. Oh yeah, of course. You know, and then and then yeah. now you're down into the depth guys, right? Yeah, which is pretty good. Then you're down to, you know, Backlund's your third line center, and then you've, you know, I mean, you've still got the. But I would I even mean, think Kevin that- Rooney, Milan Lucic, and Trevor Lewis. That's 
that could be a scary fourth line to play against on a number of, in a number of ways. Yeah. But it could also be rather scary for. <laughs> scary line to play scary, with scary also in Calgary a number of ways. As well. yeah. I, I think that the second line, like I think that they're going to be cycling guys through it, cycling the wingers yeah, through yeah. it just yeah. based on yeah. their opponent, based on whatever. Yeah. I think that that top line is a lock, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I would think like Zadorov, that's their sixth defenseman. Zadorov and uh, Shillington will probably be their, right. their third pairing. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is good. So they're deeper down the middle and they're deeper on defense. Yeah. Down the middle in defense seems... And they've got a good goalie. And they've got a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that is... It'll be interesting because I hope that... You know, the Battle of Alberta this year was a disappointment in the playoffs, obviously. Yeah. Right? But, like, doesn't it start out... Isn't it kind of, like, building up to something along those lines again now? Yeah. Like, and, and it's almost the same blueprints, right? Like yeah, yeah. last time it was the Oilers had the big stars and, and the, and the, the flames had to go out and find all these college kids and young yeah. guys. And, and, and then they, they, they just had this, this, this friggin' turf war for about five years straight yeah. where whoever was the better team out of those two would, would probably win the Stanley cup. Right. And I mean, I, I can't wait. I think yeah. it's going to be, I think it's going to be fabulous to watch. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And, and I think, I do think that Mackenzie Weger brings on a different element, which is that the number one reason why they lost to Edmonton so handily was Edmonton, Edmonton refused to be slowed down right. by Calgary's defense. Yeah. Calgary's defense, like Tanev is elite at mucking things up right. and slowing down rush opportunities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just weren't able to do it to Edmonton's forwards right. causing uh, Markstrom to be backing up into his net too quickly. It just threw mm-hmm. off everybody's rhythm, right? Everybody had a rhythm of Markstrom goes, okay, I know that these guys will bring yep. plays to me at this speed and mm-hmm. I can, you know what I mean? Yep. Everybody had a rhythm and the rhythm was all gone. And Mackenzie Weger adds on another element to that rhythm. He's a good skater, especially for his size. That caveat always should be thrown in, right? Yep. Yep. But even without his size, he's a good skater, but more importantly, if a guy is getting around him, he's got that big reach and that big stick. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and it's like, it, look, you're not stopping McDavid. You're just not stopping him, right? Yeah, yeah. Take that thought, put it out of your mind, okay? <laughs> yeah. Now, can you have somebody that gets an arm or a stick on him or cause him to make a stutter step or screws him up just a little bit? And that might be all it takes yeah. for a goaltender of... Jakob Markstrom's ilk, who is a excellent perennial uh, uh, Vesna, you know, goalie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that I think that Calgary is going to be the better team. I think that Kachuk might put up way more points this year than Uberdo. I think, yeah, I because think that's possible, yeah. you know, Uberdo and and Barkov were just uh, an incredible t- pair. But I mean, Lindholm's a Lindholm. Lindholm's no yeah. slouch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's no he's no slouch. But uh, yeah. I, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a pretty great team to watch. Going to be worth staying yeah. up late. I think so. Yeah, for them. I really yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Football fans. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. 
bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, do you want to talk uh, Jake Ottinger at all? Uh, I'm glad they got it done. Yeah. They really needed to get that one done. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. They I'm went surprised. from having all of the goalies to having none of the what goalies. What did he end up getting? Uh, three years by four million bucks. What's the offer sheet comparison to that? You know, like I'm, I'm surprised a guy like that would get offer sheeted. Maybe. Yeah. You know, high pedigree, uh, proved like in the playoffs I, I just last look at, year. I just look at goalies like Jake Ottinger and Thatcher Demko, and those are going to be the guys that we're going to be talking about in the Vezina conversation. I completely agree. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, it's, uh, I, like I, I agree with you, but at the same time, like offer sheeting a player is already a risky proposition. Yep. And goaltending is uh, notoriously riskier. It really is, yeah. But that being said, uh, Jake Ottinger did not have the defensive help in the playoffs last year nope. that Dallas is known for giving. Right. And still, I mean, he gave the Flames fits. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the Flames should have just walked through Dallas. The Flames should have just said, thanks, we'll take those four games and go and have a sleep. Yeah. Right. But he gave the flames fits and uh, that's uh, that's no small task for a stacked team like the flames, which, you know, uh, you know, despite the narrative being defensive juggernaut, blah, blah, blah. They got guys that can put the puck in the net, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. th- their top line all had, you yep. know, whatever. Yep. Right. Like, yep. so anyways, um, three years by four million bucks. Yeah. I, what would be the, like, it'd be like a second round pick. Talk the, about outperforming. Like talk yeah. about a guy who's going to outperform his contract. Yeah, I mean, but that being said, uh, you know, goaltending is one of those things where it's just it's not happened until it's happened, right? Mm-hmm. Look at uh, mm-hmm. Carter Hart, you know, as your example, yeah. right, of a guy that really should have been much better, yeah, than he's been, and every year we're just waiting for him to put it together, yep, and he doesn't, yep. So, uh, do we want to talk about Vegas just a little bit? I thought we wanted to talk about JT Miller. Oh yes! Oh yeah! Was there was there a JT Miller signing? Yeah. So Vancouver, that's that's an interesting one. Well, it is interesting. I I bought, I uh, I have a pretty good relationship with Jimmy Rutherford, as as do a lot of people in my industry. He's a good guy, and and he's very uh, accommodating for the most part. That's um, not what you told. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just trying I, to get you I in trouble. Him, I saw him at the draft, and we were talking about it, and he said why does everybody think we're trading JT Miller? <laughs> he said, I, I don't get it. He said, why does everybody think we're going to trade him? Yeah. And, and I wanted to say to him. Timelines. You know, I wanted to say to him, I, saw, I wanted to say to him, you know what, Jim, the day before you traded Jordan Stahl, you said you weren't trading Jordan Stahl. And then you <laughs> traded him the next day. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say to him. Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't. I'll be forwarding him a link to this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I, I thought, I kind of put it in the... He doesn't it, have a tell. Yeah. Like Mark Bergman yeah, is no. like, we're not trading P.K. Subban. You saw the, the, the yeah, biceps yeah, rippled yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know? His his right pec flexed 
And you're like, ah, he's trading Subban. So I kind of took it as, yeah, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, now we're seeing it. Yeah. We believe it. I think that I think that it wasn't necessarily that anybody was hearing a rumor like, oh, I hear that yeah, Vancouver's yeah. shopping on JT Miller. I just think that with the way, with the lineup of their youth movement, I just think that people I don't know how the it, tea leaves. I don't know how it fits, to be honest with you. I'm not right, sure. That's I'm not I'm sure if the if the two parts fit together well. Yeah. Because by the time they're ready to contend, JT Miller is probably going to be on on there in years, right? Yeah. Um. So I I don't. From that perspective, it's it's not like a doesn't fit like a glove. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Um. But. See, to me, what, what now Now, what you think is, okay, so they got him done. So what's going to happen with Bo Horvat? Bo Horvat, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, to me, going to be the interesting thing here. Is, yeah. Can they keep Bo Horvat? I believe they can. I believe you can always make it work somehow. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, shame on you if you have to, if you have to let Bo Horvat go because you gave JT Miller the money you gave him. Mm-hmm. Um. Bull Horvat's an excellent, I think, a very underrated player. In I the think league, he's. I honest. think he's one yeah. of the best two A players in the league. I agree with you. I, and like very underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so I think if there's a will to get it done, and Horvat wants to stay there, and the Canucks really want him, you, you do it. You get the deal done, and then you worry about it. And I think yeah. they will. Yeah. Um. So th- it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic all plays out now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's. Like I said, I I agree with you. I think that it's it's not necessarily anything that Jim Rutherford said. I don't think that it's necessarily rumors, but I just think that the tea leaves were just there. That it's like you want to contend with Thatcher Demko and Elias Pettersson and, and Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, yeah, you want yeah. you want that to be your core in contention. And Ilya Mikheyev. yeah big building block but no in in fairness though joking aside mckay's like 26 like he's young right like he he could be 30 in that window and still be a very um you know a very good energy player who misses the net with every shot he takes he never misses the net he never misses the net he hits the goalie right 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 in the chest right in the crest (laughs) yeah Um, jonas hoagland (laughs) 2.0 (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, JT Miller, like... Can I tell you the story about when Jonas Hoagland saw me in New York at the elevator? Oh, I want to hear it. Oh, well, I, like, I was pretty hard on Jonas. Yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved all three guys on that line. I, the, you, the you were Kroner, hard on someone? Trey Croner line at the yeah, Renberg, yeah. Sundin, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, um, Jonas. Yeah. And so, anyways... <laughs> So at the end, I was kind of like, okay, it's over, it's over, and everything. And he was such a nice guy. He would never say shit if his mouth was full of it, right? So yeah. he would never say anything. And so after he retires, I'm on a Leafs road trip, and I'm going to the I'm going to the the elevator in the hotel in New York where we're staying. And Jonas Hoagland's there, and he looks at me, and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get away from you. <laughs> but again, he was exceedingly nice and polite, as all Swedes are. Yes, many, many, many. Almost all of them. Yeah. Almost all of them. Yeah. Um, you 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 messed up my train of thought. Oh, you said Mikheyev. So the thing that I was thinking about with JT Miller is, I wonder if they're almost thinking about him as like a, uh, as like Brian Gionta. 
how Montreal kept him along past his goal scoring usefulness yeah. because he was just, he found a way to reinvent his game. Yep. He was actually more of a defensive forward at the end, a good captain, right? Yep. Yep. And I wonder if they're kind of thinking about that like him in, in the sense that- I, I think you're I think you're reading too much into it. I think you're just, I, I think no, no, they needed to keep him. And in order to keep him, you have to give him a long-term deal. And you and now it's more like, but it's like, risk like, reward like Dave, though. Dave Nonis when he signed David Clarkson said it, and I think that it's it's what every GM thinks now. Yeah, you I don't, don't worry about the first seven get, years of a seven year a, deal. I don't give a damn about years five, six, and seven. Right. I couldn't care less about those years. Yeah. I'll worry about those, or somebody else will have to worry about those later. Right. Like it's like, what can we do now? Yeah. You know, and, I and hear again, you. like the whole win now thing doesn't fit with Vancouver. But that's what I'm trying to yeah, say yeah. is that in a, in, in a contract where you want to win in years five, six, seven, yeah. you should be very worried about years five, six, seven. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is that maybe their worst case scenario is they think that his game will age in a way that he will always find a usefulness for himself. And also the salary and, and, and cap you know going what? up. And you know and, what? You know, with JT Miller, you, you, you probably, that's probably a good bet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's probably a good bet. Because yeah. he, he just doesn't seem like the player, the kind of player, even if his skills diminish, that his give a crap meter won't. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So he will still, yeah. he'll find a way. He'll find a way he'll to be He'll find a way to be, in yeah, the lineup. to yeah. be that guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, regarding the Dave Clarkson con- contract, that's, that's one of those situations where you go, I don't care about, you know, years one through seven of a seven-year contract. <laughs> Wow. Should we go to hot seats? Sure. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to because I use my Raycon wireless ER buds to do it. Raycon's everyday ER buds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips and perfect in-ER fit. These ER buds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday ER Buds have 50,000 five-star reviews. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. By Raycon.com slash THPN. Thank you. You want to go to hot seats? I want to go to hot seats. All right. Hot seats. Whoa. What's whoa? Nothing. <laughs> you, you looked at a written down, a handwritten down well, piece I of paper. I just what, re, 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 read what I wrote. Yeah. And well, it, it shouldn't come, go, as, yeah. it shouldn't come right, as a I'm surprise to, to you yeah. That, yeah. of what you wrote. All right. Which player do you think is on the hot seat? Player? We're starting with player? You okay. want to start with GM? I don't care. Player's good. Yeah. Okay, player. Which one made you say, whoa? Like well, you forgot one, what you one, wrote This down. one might, no, this one might be, might be um, a bit out there, but I'm going to say Jonathan Taves. I, I don't think that that's out there. Yeah. I think, he, I think, you know, he's kind of stuck his, he's kind of staked his position. Yeah. With the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, yeah. I don't want to be involved in a rebuild anymore. Yeah. Uh, and he's in the last year of his contract. And like, it's not like Patrick Kane, who, you know, 
like he's going to deliver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Taves, you have no idea what he's going to give you. Yeah. And I just worry that his he won't be able to deliver. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and if you give up a lot to get him, you may end up you may end up disappointed. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like his legacy is very tarnished from the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that I don't think that there's a huge market out there for him because um just because he's not delivering on the ice. Mm-hmm. And he's Now Kane is arguably way more toxic off the ice, but you know how this goes, right? He's delivering on the ice, so who cares? Yeah, right? he's one of the best right wingers in the league. Yeah, but Still. uh yeah, but yeah. um yeah, Taves like I, I just I don't see a team giving up a lot for him, but yeah. uh yeah. but I could see Chicago being very happy to move him. Yep. Now my hot seat is kind of I actually sort of mentioned him to you on the phone yesterday and then I thought, "Oh, let me rethink it." And then I thought, "No, you know what? I'm sticking with it." Okay. I this is my NHL playing NHL 22 on the Xbox be a GM mode, right? Okay. Kane for Marner. It like it's just it just not makes a, so much not sense. Thousand, not in a thousand years in my No, opinion, no, but it makes but so much sense. No, it doesn't. Why not? What, what where's the gain for the Toronto Maple Leafs other than the fact that they get a guy who's in the last year of his deal? Playoff performer. Oh, I I think Marner's kind of moved beyond. Didn't have a good playoffs last year. He had a pretty he had a decent playoff. Yeah, it wasn't good still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it didn't, it didn't, you know, not the, it's definitely not the year before, definitely not the year before that. Look, I am of the opinion that the idea of saying that a guy is a, is a playoff bust is normally overrated. Yeah. Right. Cause like Joe Thornton had that for so long hanging around him, yep. you know, and um, I'm of that opinion that it's normally overrated. But in this case, you've got a situation where Marner makes sense for the Blackhawks because then you've got a guy to, you know, to grow with your team right? His, his age and his timeline makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if the Leafs are really what Matthews has two more years after this one yep. on his contract, if the Leafs are working on that timeline, then you've got to get somebody in that, you know, will be able to deliver on that timeline. Wow. And Kane can deliver on that timeline. Now, obviously the contract situations and all that would mean that there'd be some draft picks and finagling. The trade would not be yeah. one for one. Draft picks and finagling. Yeah. yeah. The trade would okay. not be one for one. But so I'm kind of, I, I put Marner as my player on the hot seat and, uh, you know, well, like in, if what, you're, if in you're what Kyle sense, Dubis, though, in what sense, like what, like in the, in, on the hot seat in what way? If you're Kyle, du- in the way of, um, they could be traded. Yeah. I think that like in terms of like, look, there's going to be lots of trades that are much more likely to happen in the NHL. Nobody cares about my prediction for, you know, whether a third pairing defenseman is going to get traded for a seventh round pick. Nobody cares about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about of of the big name, top point producers, large contracts, players that could potentially be traded. If you're Kyle Dubas and somebody calls you about Marner and has an enticing offer for you, like you're taking it. I think that you're taking it. If they call Mitch you about Barner, Matthews. Mitch Barner has 16 points in his last 19 playoff games. Pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many of those are secondary assists? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot. Probably a lot because I think only two of them are goals. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, which coach is on the hot seat? 
Um, in my opinion, it is Peter Laviolette in Washington. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. You think that he'll be like sort of a scapegoat situation? It like might Washington be. It will might underperform. be because well, they, well, they they are primed to underperform. First yeah, of well. all, their team going this way to start with. Yeah. Then they they won't have they won't have Tom Wilson until January. Yeah. They won't maybe won't have Nicholas Backstrom ever again. Yeah. Um, and they haven't won a playoff round since they won the since they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. This guy hasn't like Peter Laviolette hasn't. Yeah. Move the needle at all in Washington at like not one bit. Yeah. Not one bit. They're no longer the perennial, you know, first place team that they used to be in the regular season. Yeah. And they're still crapping out in the playoffs. Yeah. So to me, that's a team that's, you know, it's hard. You know what? It's kind of hard to pick a coach on the hot seat because because most all of them are, got fired this yeah, year. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are new coaches, right? Yeah. Like there's what? 10 yeah. new coaches in the NHL. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, is Paul Maurice on the hot seat? Probably not. Yeah. Is Peter DeVore on the hot seat? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them some time. You've got to give them a year or two to to see what, you know, they can or cannot accomplish. It's it's So, it's to your point, like, all of the coaches that I wanted to put on the hot seat when I first, like, kind of racked my brain would be, like, in it for a similar reason, Bruce Cassidy. Not because I think he's a bad coach. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. But... Uh, but you know, I'm talking about with the Boston Bruins when he was yeah, with yeah. the Boston Bruins, yeah, yeah. not because I think he's a bad coach. I think he's a great coach, but I just, I felt that if things were going South for Boston, he'd be the scapegoat. Yeah. Um, Sullivan in Pittsburgh, but he Sun, just got re-upped. Just got re-upped. Yeah. And again, and he's, a team yeah. that could be on the decline where I yeah, feel like well, the coach could be. The, I'm going to stop saying that yeah. because I keep saying it every year and every year they don't. Yeah. And Pittsburgh fans, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Sullivan would have been one that I put on the hot seat, but I'm going to do what all media people have learned. I'm going back to the well and I'm going to the Toronto Maple Sheldon Leafs Keefe. to say oh Sheldon gosh. Keefe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How could he not be on the hot seat? Because... <laughs> because he still has a job. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. to your to Laviolette I mean, does as been, well. He's been one of the he's been one of the most successful regular, regular season, season coaches in NHL history. Right, like he's he's his winning percentage is ridiculous. Right, but so what would it take in terms of the start of this year? What would it take for for Sheldon Keefe to get fired? See, and that's why I didn't put him on the on the hot seat because okay. they're not there's there will be no problem in the regular season with this team. I don't think. But what you if know, there is? Well, if there is, it's because he can't stop the puck. If they start, it's because it'll be because he can't stop the puck. You know, yeah, that that'll be that. If 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 their goaltending completely goes spirals down the drain, and it is the cause of them getting to a out to a four and nine and two start, yeah, then okay, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean. I'm not sure they're not going to be able to in the regular season score their way out of a lot of problems. I I tend to agree with you, but when I asked myself this question, the kind of I don't want like like how I kind of phrase this in my own head was which teams if they were to start 2 and 8 would fire the coach. Right? Yeah. And so if Toronto started 2 and 8 after another disappointing playoffs loss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, I, As, I, I'm not saying that they will start two and eight, but yeah. that's where I'm that's what I'm defining the hot seat as. Yeah, okay. Well, because see, a I, lot of luck goes into the first ten games of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. See, but I, I'm kind of I'm kind of of the mind that that's like I thought about Keith, and then I thought, no, that's not going to happen. 
Yeah. Like, and so why would I put them on the hot seat when there's really not a hot seat to put them on? Right. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, when you think about this, like Dubis, Keith is essentially his first coach because he, he inherited mm-hmm. Babcock. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Keith is essentially his first coach, meaning that he's probably got at least one other kick at the can for a coach before he's on the hot seat. Right, right. So if he's being put on the hot seat and he, which is why Dubis, I will not be going back to the well <laughs> for GM. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, if, if a lot of pressure is coming on him because they start two and eight and that could be for whatever reason, their goalies can't stop a puck. It could be, it'll be for that reason. <laughs> it'll be, that it'll be reason. for that yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, who knows? Matthews tweak something going into the year. Yeah. Who knows what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I just think that there's just there's so little patience left in this fan base. I, you know what? Don't tell me about this fan base. This fan base has more patience than than the two guys who were waiting for Godot. Like they've got, like I'm sorry, but I mean this 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 fan base. Everybody talks about how difficult it is here and how you know it, it's it's a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. But it's but it's mostly just unconditional love. You know what I mean? Like, no, this fan base is not, you know, they'll get on sports radio and they'll laugh or they'll, they'll scream and they'll, they'll complain and everything. But this fan base is the most devoted fan base in history. And that won't change. So that part, I agree with you. They're the most devoted fan base in history. I I agree with you. Like you think about like how ticket sales Seward in Montreal last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the year after a conference final, a Stanley Cup, a Stanley final. Cup final run, yeah. and the ticket sales go into the toilet. Like, it's funny. Like they were like putting out like like um, deals. Yeah, yeah. They're slashing their prices on tickets. Yeah. See, to me, the Leafs up yeah. their prices on yeah, tickets yeah. when they miss the playoffs. <laughs> See, to me, like there are some markets where you probably have to. Excuse me, where you have to. Um, react to the fan base. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't one of them. Uh, you don't think that, not one that the fire Wilson chance had anything to do with Wilson's firing? I think, I think Brian Burke finally sort of wanted to let him out of his misery. Yeah. You know, well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let him out of his misery. Old yeller style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's foaming out the mouth. He's yeah, mad dog. Ben, I'll do gentle it. Gentle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of mice and men, my GM hot seat is somebody that was probably around for the writing of that. I'm. I, we might have the same guy then. Really? Because I thought that mine was a hot take. Okay. Is it uh, Lou Lamorello? It is. Ooh. All right. You you go first. Well, I mean, he did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing this summer. Yeah. Like, oh, the Islanders are going to sign Nazem Kadri. Oh, they didn't. Oh, the Islanders are going to do this. They didn't do it. Yeah, they, yeah. He did nothing this summer, and he didn't improve a team that was not that good last year. I almost and, wonder. Yeah, I mean, you know, and yeah, I lost his coach. He's yeah, I mean, he has done nothing. Yeah, and you know, if if it's tr- if if we're at the point where Lou's l- finally has lost his fastball, yeah, um, then yeah, I think he, I think he would be on the hot seat. This is this is just pure speculation on my part. So please, I'm just gonna be a, a huge jerk for a second. You know, uh, surrounding all the other seconds that I'm a huge jerk. Yeah. Um, I almost wonder if Lou is at the point in his career where um, he's so obsessed with his own image where it was like he almost signed Nazem Kadri and then the news came out that 
that uh, the Islanders might be signing Nazem Kadri, and he went, nope, not going to happen because nobody's allowed to know, know what yeah, Lou's yeah, thinking yeah. but Lou. Yeah, yeah, like, I yeah. almost wonder if he's at the point where he's just so deep into drinking his own Kool-Aid that, like, you know what I mean? That he he just goes out of his way to do what people won't expect. Right. Almost to the detriment of his team because right. the Barry Trotz firing so out of left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out of left field. Right. And I kind of wonder if it's just like, it, not as obvious as this, but he's just sitting up there cackling and going like, you know what? They'll never see coming a Barry Trotz firing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like, but you get what I'm saying. I just, mm-hmm. I don't, like you said, he did very, he did nothing in this off season. Uh, the team is being a bad team, well coached for a few years. And now you get rid of that coach. And so again, you ask yourself, or I'm asking myself, if a team starts two and eight, right? Which guy's going to get yeah, the I mean, axe you're, first? You're not going to fire Lane Lambert. Right. I mean, I mean, he just like, yeah, he's been a career assistant coach. That guy's like 57 years old. Yeah. He's been a career assistant coach and now he's just, now he's the guy, yeah. you know, I mean, that's one of those, uh, I guess yeah. it's another one of those where it's like, we're hiring Lane Lambert. Nobody <laughs> will see it coming. <laughs> I, I did briefly think about Ken Holland, but he's too new in, uh, in Edmonton, but it's, it's, it's less to do with Ken Holland himself and more to do with, I just feel like Edmonton is one of those teams that is very quick and volatile to make a move. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, I think Ken Holland now has the team he wants. Right. But like if something think, were to happen and then it comes out about a Vander yeah, yeah. Kane or like there's if, just, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Like I could see a world where Ken Holland is on the hot seat and Edmonton. I just feel like they, if a team, if there's one team in the NHL that likes to fire their GMs, yeah. <laughs> it's the Edmonton Oilers. Well, yeah. I, I don't, I think, I think he's fairly safe there because I think he's, I think he's put together a really good team. Yeah, I think that I think they're a championship caliber team. They really are. I mean, that goes. You know, I mean, they're on defense. They've got a lot of issues, but yeah. Um, but I think they are. Yeah, they're definitely a championship caliber team. And again, goes back to goaltending. What Jack Campbell is going to show up? Right. That's just a crazy one. <laughs> The Jack Campbell Edmonton contract. Talk about, but it was a lean goalie market. Like I'm not, yep, not throwing this on on Campbell uh, um, on Holland's shoulders per se. He went out and got the best goalie that was on the market. Right, right. What can you do? Yep. But at the same time, what a what a bad year to need a goalie. <laughs> like, just like what a bad year to need a goalie. I mean, same for Toronto, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 You, you know, all that finagling, and you wind up with. With uh, uh, Matt, Marty, Murray Matt Murray and uh, Samsonov. Yep. Yeah. I always get Samsonov and Strokin mixed up. And there's a, a bit of a disparity between, their two, the, between the two of there them. There is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? I don't know. Is there anything else that needs to be covered? I think that we've, say? I think we've solved the, the NHL. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, last skill testing question. Why are horses good swimmers? I don't know. Because of their incredible lung capacity. Did you think it was going to be a joke? <laughs> That's pretty good. 
<laughs> I've set you up for so many d- bad jokes that I just gave you a fact. <laughs> but they don't know. It's not because of their incredible lung capacity. It is. No, it's not. They don't swim underwater. They no, swim no. above the water. Right. And they're, they get buoyancy from their lung capacity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. it's not from kicking their hooves. Okay. It's their lung capacity gives their, 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 their body a lot of buoyancy. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, <laughs> check out kencampbell.substack.com for all of Ken's great writing. You can get this podcast sent directly to your inbox on kencampbell.substack.com. Check out Hockey No Filter on Twitter. Check out Ken underscore Campbell 27 on Twitter. Check out underscore Dylan Wah also on Twitter. And please subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, however you get your podcast. It's all good by us. We're, uh, we're a non-judgmental organization here. And we will talk to you very soon.